0: This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Choate. I'm joined by Robert Stewart and producer Christian. We're on Zoom today because, quite frankly, we were all too lazy to drive to the studio. And by we were all too lazy, I mean myself. So uh, I am, uh, it's, it's a very somber mood. For the Diamond Hogs podcast crew and Razorback baseball fans in general, because yeah, you gotta you gotta win over Illinois State in eleven innings on Wednesday, ten to nine. Kendall Diggs walk off, great, right? It was awesome. Uh, but Brady Tiger, he, um, yeah, he so he threw a pitch in the ninth inning, started shaking his arm, called for the trainer immediately. Left the game. And I think if you're a baseball fan, it's pretty obvious what happened there. And really, it's just a matter of time until news breaks that he's probably done for the season with a uh, with some type of UCL injury. I mean, I, I don't I don't like to speculate on injuries, but can we all agree that that's as as much of a sign as it gets when he shakes his arm, he points to the elbow, and he leaves the
1: game. Right? I mean, like you said, don't want to speculate, but that's uh that's it's not what you want to see in a midweek game. I mean uh, ever, but definitely in a midweek game. Like you you got to be able to put Illinois State, you know, keep them well out of reach so that you don't have to use your closer on a Wednesday in at the beginning of March like it just like you said, you know, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but um I'm nervous that it is. And, you know, by the time everyone's listening to this, maybe we'll have a clearer picture of, you know, what the timetable is going to be like.
0: Yeah, no, and that's one thing that I, I want to throw out there is that potentially by the time that this episode is released and we're done recording and we're not going to go back and rerecord, the news of Brady Tiger being done for the season could already be out. So if, if that happens, then that happens. Like we're not going to go back and rerecord this podcast. So just make sure you go to hogbeat.com and we'll have you covered with up to the, up to date news. Uh, but, you know, I think within the next few days from sources that we've talked to, th- they're expecting results for an MRI on Friday. That's, that's what we have heard from our sources. Um, now we know that there is a specific um reporter out there who has been on this podcast before, a very well respected reporter who might scoop that information and get it out there before uh it is expected to come out. So that could happen, and I'll let you you figure that one out on your own. but anyways, I it you gotta leave the show off with that because that's your closer. It's one of your best pitchers. It's who a guy you're gonna rely on a lot this season and now. Potentially, Arkansas is down two of their best pitchers because of a UCL injury. Jackson Wiggins, not going to throw ever again at the University of Arkansas. And you that might now happen with Brady Tiger, which is unfortunate. And so now you've gone from Dave Van Horn's deepest bullpen, which that's what he said. I, I don't know why people keep taking that out of context and saying he said it's his best pitching staff ever. He said it was his deepest bullpen. I I just don't I don't get why people keep doing that, but it's as deep as bullpen, and now you're uh now you're losing Brady Tiger, arguably your best piece of the bullpen. It's tough.
1: It is. It is tough. Uh, there's there's really not an easy path out of this when you know, literally everybody else, maybe except for Cody Frank, has has struggled in relief. Um, you know what? What else is there? Is what else is there to say?
0: I don't know, Kristen, You have anything?
2: No, we were, we were one non, if we didn't have that injury, like that would have been what we call a midweek classic right there. Like that was something that, you know, another digs walk off, another fun night at the ballpark. And it's just definitely killed the mood. And I I don't know if you guys noticed on the broad, Oh, you you didn't see on the broadcast, but he actually shook his arm like a pitch or two before that. And then obviously threw it again and, Definitely, he did something wrong. Whether it's a forearm or just some tightness, I think he's definitely going to miss significant time, regardless of what it is. Hopefully, it's not super long term, but it probably is.
0: Yeah, I actually had somebody DM me. I' pretty sure he listens. It's Dennis Meters on Twitter. He's uh Bomb Squad on Twitter. He's a, he's a big Razorback baseball guy. He said in the eighth inning. Brady Tiger was showing some discomfort, so I went back and rewatched it. He did look uncomfortable, but I couldn't tell if it was the uh, like like the elbow situation or if it was just because like he was giving up hits and he was just trying to figure stuff out. There was one moment where he kind of just like moved his shoulder around, and so like that's not the elbow, of course. But he did look uncomfortable in the eighth. I just don't know if that was related to what happened in the ninth inning. But yeah, I mean Robert, you mentioned it earlier. This is not a game that you want something like that to happen. It's really not a game that you you don't want Brady Tiger throwing in a game like this. Now, we don't know if he was scheduled to throw like cuz you know guys guys have bullpens throughout the week like this could have just been them getting him some some action in, but still like it, it was a close game. They needed clutch pitching and fortunately, Dylan Carter came in and had I mean, Dylan Carter had a great outing i i mean like dylan carter will mcintyre season is that is that what we're expecting now uh i know christian is yeah christian big big dylan carter guy right
2: yeah i was excited to see him do well uh and, and that you know they hit they hit the walk off and he got the win the credit for the win there um but i would obviously i would i would take tiger back
0: yeah that's tough um but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it it was it would have been so much more of a fun game if that didn't happen, and now this is what we're having to lead the show off with. So, but yes, yeah, so Arkansas gets the win, ten to nine. Uh, I guess headlines of from that game, Caleb Cowley gets his first hit, a home run. They had back to back to back home runs. That was huge. Uh, of course, they squandered that three run lead that they took with those home runs and had to go in extra innings it was a tie game 99 then Kendall Diggs has to hit it walk off Robert that so like it was Andrew Hutchinson was screaming in the press box it's a triple it's a triple and then you have Oliver Grigg who's like it's a double and then uh, uh, apparently that Oliver didn't hear Hutch and then Oliver rules it a uh an RBI single walk off right and then we're all like, well, it's at least a double. So
1: as the scorebook expert, you are Robert kind of walk us through that. So I was talking with Oliver about it as like when it happened and I heard Hutch yelling about it. Um, and, and I was like, well, the thing is like, how often do you see a walk-off double? Like either it's a walk-off single or a walk-off home run because the ball clears the wall and therefore you have to touch all four bases. But Like if it's just a, if if it's not a home run, the, what the batter does, like the, the batter has no obligation other than to touch first base for the hit. Right. So he could, I mean, he could have been, he could have just stuck around on first and, you know, even though he hit it, you know, extra base hit distance, it, it only needed to be a single for, for the hogs to get the win there. But, you know, after, after looking through the rules and, you know, I didn't ever find the NCAA rule, but the major league baseball rule says that the, the hit should, should the hitter should get credit for as many bases as he touched before the winning run scored. Now Diggs Diggs is running the whole time, right? So he's probably halfway between second and third by the time, uh, who was it? Stovall scored the winning run. And so I think what Hutch is, was arguing is that, you know, if it's like a ground rule double, maybe, uh, if, if the guys, if, if there's a runner on first and he's closer to home than third base, then he should score rather than being put on third in, in a ground rule double situation. But uh, because Kendall Diggs touched second base before Stillwell scored, it's officially an RBI double.
0: I think that, and I think that's fair. I, cause you were talking about how like he only has to touch first base, which is fine, but also he touched second, like he, he did would... touch second. Yep. So like it doesn't matter what he only had to do. It in my
1: mind it matters what he did do, right? So um, right. And I that's think... that's all because because Stovall like didn't run right away. He wasn't running as hard as Diggs was because the the ball might have been caught. So he couldn't he couldn't, you know, advance as fast as Diggs was going. Yes.
0: Uh but how about Kendall Diggs, man? Shout out to Kendall Diggs for just being like the most clutch hitter of all time. I I did just... And we ask him the question like every time he does this, and he's like, "I don't know. I just try to get a hit."
1: It's try like to, okay, try but there's what try to put a good swing on yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it's like w- there's a little more to it. Like, how is it that in these moments, like there is something to that that in a big moment like that, you're able to come up with that? It's not just a fluke. You did it one time. Like this is now at least three occasions at the University of Arkansas that Kendall Diggs has done this. I mean he's got the clutch team. If you if there's anybody you want up to bat
1: in that moment is Kendall Diggs. So And he had three extra base hits yesterday. He was one of the guys who went back to back to back and he had another double. Yeah. Wait. Oh
0: yeah, right. Cause Hutch was saying if if they would have ruled it a triple, he would have been a single shy of the of the cycle, right? I think I think that's how it was going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Christian, what are your thoughts of Digsy, huh?
2: Yeah, he's just he's so clutch. He's so fun to watch. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for him this year that he's getting a chance to hit almost every night. Um. But yeah, like Robert said, I think he's if you need a big hit in a big moment, he's probably the one guy you want right now. Maybe besides, I mean, you always you're always okay with Stovall, but Borfin even has been great. Obviously, this year and and Wagner actually, I almost said Wagner. We'll have to talk about that too, but Wagner's been great too.
0: Yeah. So that was another storyline a pregame storyline on Wednesday, Jared Wagner is not Jared Wagner. it's Jared Wagner, which I just it like gives me an ick like in my it makes me feel sick to my stomach almost, but then he confirmed after the game that it is Wagner, right Robert were you the one that asked the question
1: yeah um i I was very curious about that because it goes against every you know like like it doesn't it doesn't make sense in the english language and and Jared said as much right he was like yeah you know it makes zero sense so I don't really get upset when I hear Wagner because it doesn't make sense why we say a Wagner um but yeah Christian you might know this guy we were talking to to somebody on on the Arkansas staff in the in the press box about it and he was like oh yeah it's it's Wagner he's like I I grew up uh you know half an hour outside of Kearney Nebraska and I was like what Kearney it's Kearney there's an e in there why don't they pronounce their e's you know who i'm talking about christian
2: no i don't think so do you have a name
1: at all a name no i don't know no (laughs) that's funny though dang okay but apparently it's a nebraska thing so
0: yeah no it's really weird speaking of mispronouncing last names we we had we did an interview with hunter holland and the audio was just not usable the the connection just in general was just not great. And so we were supposed to have Hunter Holland on this episode. It didn't work out. You know, we enjoyed talking to him, but we could only hear like half of what he said. So it's unfortunate. You know, Hunter Holland is a great talker. It would have been great for everybody to hear the interview. But I did ask him, how often do people mess up his last name? Because it's H-O-L-L-A-N. And everybody's probably like Holland- and he said every single time, every time that he says his last name, he has to tell them how to spell it. And so, yeah, a bunch of weird last name guys. Um, Zach Morris, we got to talk about Zach Morris guys. So he before got, before this... we do
1: that, before we do that, do we need to talk about Jared Wagner's performance?
0: Yeah, I guess we
1: could. I, I mean, he's just an RBI machine, man. That's all he, he is. is. He is. He was three for five with three ribs.
0: At a and, tank as and, well. I got to tweet out the Jared Wagner tank. This is weird. It's weird saying Wagner. I don't like it, man.
1: It's uh it was his first at Balm Walker. It, it was a big, big accomplishment for him.
2: Yeah, yeah that, it was a great swing and like he like leaned back too and uh, it was so good on on the TV broadcast. It was what, what 433 pimp? feet? Yeah.
0: So did he pimp it, Christian? I I think people were. I saying, don't know if
2: he quite pimped it, but he leaned back and watched it for a, probably half a second there. That's fun. I love what, what you call What you call a no doubter?
0: It was a no doubter for sure. He's got some power to him, uh. But yeah, Zach Morris, guys. Um, what the heck? Like what? Where did Zach Morris go?
1: I don't know, and the worst part is that I was so hesitant to sound the alarm after you know he was struggling in the in the preseason because you know he's facing his own team i don't make that much of it but um yeah it's it's extremely concerning that it's not getting better um i mean he he had a little bit of trouble in in his first inning you know double ended up giving up a run but you know he was he was pitching with a 3-1 lead when he took them out in the second and then gave up three hits, when he was, I think, ahead in the count on all of them, uh, to the seven, eight, and nine hitters, and that was it. Like, I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think.
0: It's bad. It's it's tough for Arkansas, especially. I mean, like, so yes, Zach Morris struggling, but now that you potentially might not have Brady Tiger, that's even worse. Like, not only are you losing. You know, arguably your best bullpen arm, but you have another bullpen arm and a left hand bullpen arm at that who just can't figure it out. Dave Van Horn said it himself over the weekend, like he doesn't know what's up with Zach Morris. Like, I I, I don't know. We talked, we asked Hunter Holland about it, and I I picked up bits and pieces of his answer, but what I got out of it was Zach Morris, his confidence is down. But Hunter Holland felt good about him going into yesterday's start and it didn't go that great man. He just he's just throwing meatballs over the plate. He's getting hit hard. He can't he can't locate at all. I don't I don't know man. It's and his his velocity's down. It's tough. You need that you're going to need that guy. And I don't know how much they can rely on him. I don't know. I mean like what do you do with him? What kind of role do you give him? Because you you've pulled you brought him out of the bullpen.
1: You gave him a midweek start. What do you do, Robert? I mean, you you use these last what three, four, seven, eight, nine games before conference play. Uh you, you gotta run him out there, I think, as much as possible over the over the next nine games. Um not because he's earned, you know, more playing time right but because he needs to he needs as many chances as he can get to get right because he has to get right especially if if the hogs are not going to have tiger moving forward um i mean it i i remember maybe maybe it was when we talked to to dave van horn in july uh like either right before or right after the draft and he was he was able to talk about his transfers again He he was talking about uh uh Zach Morris and how he had professional interest after his twenty twenty two campaign. And you know, it's if if he is is not gonna be able to turn things around, then uh this this will be a, a bad decision if uh if he if he shied away from that professional interest.
0: Yeah. No, it's definitely one of those situations. I like, I mean and this is what the guys always weigh. You are you hear from fans like so-and-so player needs another year in college. They're not ready for the pros, but then there's also that situation of like, you need to take it, take the opportunity while you have it. And, you know, if Zach Morris can't figure it out, that's going to be one of those big what ifs for him down the road. So, you know, from a perspective of like, you know, you hope the best for a guy. We hope that Zach Morris figures it out. And so, like you said, you gotta you gotta keep giving him opportunities to just get on a roll and you know find him find himself I guess I don't I don't I don't I don't even know how else to explain it but it's it's tough to watch Zach Morris throw right now it's hard it's hard man because you you look at him and you can just see how down he is you don't want to see that from a guy
1: right right absolutely not but you know again like I always say this this first month is for experimentation and the the good thing, I guess, if, if there's any sort of silver lining from last night, it's that the offense has enough resolve to, you know, score enough runs and win a game, even if it does take eleven innings. Like you you can still come away with these games with a, a pretty good record. Uh even even if you have pitchers who are simply trying to figure out if if they can be effective or not.
0: Yeah. By the way, I think now that Caleb Callie has a hit. I think he's about to start raking. I think that he's I think that you're gonna to start to see the Caleb Cowley that everybody was talking about. Uh, we heard from Kendall Diggs after the game that and I, I'm I'm pretty sure he said Caleb Cowley was the most pure hitter he's ever seen during pre In his life. In his life. That's some pretty high praise from a very good hitter in Kendall Diggs. Caleb Cowley gets the home run which is also his first hit as a racerback, which is also his first hit at Baumwalker Stadium, which is also his first home run at Baumwalker Stadium, I think he's about to go on a tear, man. I mean, like, that's that's the only reason that Caleb Cowley has not been a, a, a daily starter at third base, right? Because he doesn't he hasn't had a hit. I mean, because he's he's very serviceable at third. I don't think that the reason that they've been trotting other guys out there is because they need a
1: better fielder. I think it's because Caleb Cowley couldn't hit, right? Right. I mean, the Caleb Callie's in the lineup because he has a big league bat. That's I mean, everybody we talked to after scrimmages over the off season, you know, maybe maybe not maybe not saying the purest hitter they've ever seen in their life, but but honestly, like close to it. Like I think I think we talked to Hunter Holland after one and and he was like, you know, he's he's a big league ready hitter. That's what we heard from Nate Thompson when we got to talk to him. I mean everybody everybody recognizes that Caleb Callie has some really special potential. At the plate, um, and you know, like you said, hopefully this uh this one home run turns into 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 a run before conference play gets going, and he can be the everyday starter absolutely,
0: um Robert, I just love your background, man. I love that I can only see half your face,
1: you know, I thought I had it figured out like I did the other night with the Cody Frank interview, but it's just in and out in and out, and I don't know what's going on right now.
0: It's funny because it, you have to be watching on the YouTube to know this, but every time you open your mouth, I can see the the words of our names. <laughs> so it's it's definitely yeah, when you smile, I can see my last name.
1: <laughs> my my teeth are turning red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: uh that's wonderful. Um by the way, we have merch now. Check it out. We got the hoodies, Diamond Hogs podcast hoodies uh i'm still waiting on y'all to come in i i got mine first it's no big deal but uh i don't know i I, we got these for ourselves but if anybody is interested in them we can definitely like sell them christian what's up
2: i was gonna say are we gonna just go through dms and if anybody wants one specifically or are we gonna start posting links to like a store or something
0: well, I don't know about a store just yet because I if there's enough people interested, then we definitely will. And like th- th- these hoodies are nice. Like this hoodie, I've worn it almost every day since I got it. You can see it's got the Diamond Hogs podcast logo. Uh This one's green, like the logo that we have. But some people have told me, like, you should get different colors with the logo on it. So, I mean, like we can do whatever. If you are interested, DM us. Uh just reach out to us. I'm at Chope Basin on Twitter. He's at d r Stu32 on Twitter. We also have a Diamond Hogs Podcast Twitter account. So uh any of those options, just let us know and we can look into that for you. Um but yeah, I love it. I love this hoodie. And it's it also if if we're at the ballpark and you see me in the hoodie, just say what's up. Um don't say hi to Robert though. He's kind of weird. Um Right State this weekend. A good right state team preseason at least they they did beat kentucky last weekend robert you got the rundown on right state
1: well it, it is it is a rundown of sorts um i i have located the three guys i think will start for them or at least two of them uh the first guy is a junior right-handed pitcher named jake shirk he pitched two and a third innings at kentucky last weekend five earned runs nine hits so, uh, not outstanding by any means here. But uh, if we can pull up his season stats, it is a lot more respectable, I think. He did get a win in Hawaii. They started their season in Hawaii. Um, let's see. They lost three out of four, but the one game they won was when he started. Um, he's thrown eight and a third innings this year. He gave up two hits. So what did I say? Two and a third against Kentucky. So he he tossed six innings, of shutout ball in Hawaii, um, and then you know you step it up to SEC play and things get a little shaky for him. But um, that that's been their ace through two weeks so far. Uh, we we were talking about this guy in in our reporters group chat this morning. Uh, Sebastian Gongora is their Saturday guy, and he. Also got the win, or no, not also. He did get the win against figure Kentucky, it so. out. He did get the win against Kentucky. Um, but his line was interesting. He gave up two runs on one hit, he walked four, he struck out four in five innings. So, not sure quite what to make of that. Uh, on the year, he's got a sub two ERA, a sub one whip, 10 innings, uh, two earned runs. Opponents are hitting just 147 against him, so uh, could be, could be a bit of a struggle for the Hogs. Depending on how hard he throws, and it, it was interesting in the Illinois State game on Wednesday. Um, it seemed like the hardest throwing Redbirds were the ones that got hit the hardest because the Hogs are used to, you know, throwing against or, or hitting against pitching of that speed. And then when they when they threw the the softer throwing guys out there, then they they struggled a little bit. That that guy Elijah Dale, shout out to him for throwing three and two thirds innings. A relief after the the back to back to back home runs. He really kept him in that game. Um, okay, so that's two guys for Wright State. The other um, remains to be seen. We haven't gotten official confirmation uh, on a on a Sunday starter yet. So not really sure what to make of this guy, Alex Thies. He has a forty three point eight seven ERA in two starts. Um, he's given up thirteen earned runs in. Two and two thirds innings. So does he get another crack at the rotation? I don't know. Are you done? With pitchers, yeah. You want to talk about something else now?
0: No, no. I was just saying like I couldn't I couldn't tell if you were done or not. Yeah, no, it I I we need to get Matt Goodhart on and ask if there's something to going up against a guy that has lower velocity and it being tough because Matt Goodhart knows a lot about hitting. Uh, great friend of the podcast. And Arkansas struggled against grambling, right? And those dudes were, like, throwing no harder than, like, 82 miles an hour. So, if if you – I think it is good because these, these Wright State pitchers are going to throw harder. Like, I think Arkansas is going to be fine preseason. I picked Wright State to win one game. I don't know. It's tough now because they don't have Bertie Tigert. There, there's potentially going to be a double header on Saturday because of the weather. If there's a double header on Saturday, then that I think gives Wright State a better chance of getting a win. I
1: don't know. What do you think, Robert? I, I definitely don't see a sweep coming. Um, not, not with the way that Arkansas is pitching right now. Yeah. Plus,
0: so I'm assuming we're going to assume that the starting rotation is going to remain Hagen Smith, Will McIntyre, Hunter Holland. I think Will McIntyre earned that. Oh yeah. Last, last weekend. But now it's like, you look at the bullpen, it's Cody Frank and, like, I mean, Cody Adcock looked okay on Wednesday, but I don't know, man.
2: Gage um, Wood, another chance.
0: Yeah, Gage Wood. I, I mean, they're going to have to keep trying to give Gage Wood opportunities, but Dave Van Horn said it himself,
1: like, he's only got so many more. Well, right, but I, I do think the Tiger injury changes things. But, you know, as – as uh, even even as as Wednesday was ugly from a pitching perspective, the 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 two silver linings to take away were Cody Adcock and and Dylan Carter. Because Adcock, you know, we talked about him being the next Ryan Coste, right? Worried about him going, you know, longer in outings, two scoreless. That was that was important, I thought. And then and then Dylan Carter, you know, the way he stepped in in a in a high leverage situation, really cold, like. I mean, he was up, but he didn't get to throw a pitch, really, on the mound like before. Like he got thrown into a one-one count, and and he he made it. He made things happen for the Hawks. So uh, those those are two guys that I expect to, you know, see more often uh, in the absence of Tiger and the well, as of this recording, the expected absence of Tiger. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I got. We can talk about right State hitters, too. I mean, yeah, you talk about them. You're the scouting report guy. I am the scouting report guy. Um, show me, show me, show me. Batting stats, thank you. Okay, so they've got a guy named Andrew Patrick. You know, I when, when I was doing this research, um, I noticed that right State's roster does not have the handedness of their players. Like, it's got right-handed and left-handed pitchers because that's in their position description, but... For everybody else, you have to search their names on the internet and figure it out yourself. It's not uh, not very user-friendly. Anyway, uh, Andrew Patrick is a right-handed center fielder. He's hitting 471 in 17 at-bats. Uh, I believe he hit two home runs. Let me check the box score. On Saturday, he hit two home runs against Kentucky in their 12-9 win over the Wildcats. Um, so, interesting development there. They've got a, another outfielder. He's left-handed, named Dane Thomas. He only has ten at-bats on the year, but he's four for ten. So another guy hitting four hundred, slugging five hundred, OBP four fifty-five. So you know, almost a one thousand OPS. Um, and then we got another pronunciation uh, that's up in the air here. Jay Likert, L-U-I-K-A-R-T. He's a two-way player. Um, but he also hit two home runs in that Saturday win against Kentucky hitting 292 on the year. I saw that he made a relief appearance on the mound against the Wildcats. So I don't expect him to get that third start because I think they're going to want to keep his bat in the lineup. Um, Those, those were the guys who stuck out to me as far as uh, right state hitters go, but there will be a full breakdown on hogbeat.com Friday morning
0: h a w g b e a t dot com We are the Rivals website covering the Arkansas Razorbacks. You're not going to find better coverage of the Arkansas Razorbacks anywhere. I'm the managing editor. Robert is the designated baseball boy. A lot of great coverage over at hogbeat.com, including great recruiting stuff from Daniel Fair. He's been killing it. I mean, absolutely killing it. I'm going to be honest with you. He's exceeded my expectations. And this is a test to Daniel. If you're to see if he listens to the podcast, if you do, text me and say thank you right now. I'm I don't think he listens to the podcast, so I'm gonna have to sit down with him, have a conversation, and uh, figure out his future moving forward because he does not listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, guys. So I, it's tough because the Hunter Holland thing didn't work out. So it's like we're losing the interview. Then you have the Brady Tiger thing. So it's like this is, this is tough, man. Like normally we're able to have fun on this podcast, talk about good stuff, fun stuff. And now it's like, well, our interview got ruined, which sucks. Like it's, we really were excited to talk to Hunter Holland. And then Brady Tiger goes and I, I don't want to sit here and speculate, but like, I think we all know what happened, right? Like, am I right in saying that?
1: I, I mean, I just – I can't imagine he's going to be pitching anytime soon. I don't know. Exactly. Vibes are yeah. tough today.
0: Vi- the vibes are really bad. The vi- I feel bad for the people listening because they're probably like, this sucks. This absolutely sucks. Um, I need to, like, figure out something to, like, make fun of you for, Robert. I, I just – I mean, like, your I mean, face you- looks so cool with the logo. It's hard.
1: I I thought that's was I thought that was where you were going to go but you know if if it if it looks cool then you know well no we'll go the with it.
0: the reason that you ha- you still have the background is cuz I was like I like it it works like it it's it's good for it's good for the business you know so yeah. I want you to keep that and then we have Christian sitting over here like in his office and it's just like what what do you have to say for yourself Christian what do you mean <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, what do you have to add right now? Do you have anything? Do you have your segment ready? Do you have a segment?
2: I don't have a segment, but I can add on to Wright State a little bit. I don't know if we want to keep talking about it or not. Yeah, but go ahead. Wright State's a good ball club. They they won their the Horizon League last year. They won their tournament. They made it to the Blacksburg regional and they faced Virginia Tech and Gonzaga. They lost both, but they scored some runs. Um, so that this isn't going to be just an. I mean, I think most of our matchups haven't been really easy, but. Um, they're going to be another challenge for this bullpen in the lineup to get going. So that was kind of all I had. I was going to add that to the uh, right state conversation.
0: I appreciate it. That's great stuff. Great stuff. Robert, do you have anything else to add, man? Cause like I, the vibes are down. Like you said, I it's tough.
1: You know what? We're going to have a bounce back episode at ball and Walker on Sunday. The vibes will will hopefully be better. I feel like it's been a tough week because, you know, we've talked, we're talking about the vibes being bad, uh, you know, last episode, um, because they, <laughs> it was just a, a, a disastrous bullpen performance on, on Sunday against EIU. Um, we're, we're, we're due for, uh, we're due for a good vibes episode, I think on Sunday. So, you know, just hang in there with us. We're, 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 we're hoping for the best, you know, we, we don't, we don't like to be in a rut like this. So, uh, I don't know. Absolutely. Hey, by the way,
0: uh, weekend recaps are now going to be live from Bomb Walker Stadium. So make sure you're checking out that YouTube so you can see us with the great background. We're going to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, make sure you visit Hockabee.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. Follow us on Twitter. DM us if you want some of the merch. And be looking out for the episode on Monday morning recapping the Wright State series. Once again, sorry about the bad vibes. Sorry about the no interview with Hunter Holland. Hopefully we get good news from Brady Tigert, but be on the lookout for that. Go to hogbeat.com and follow us on Twitter. All right, we'll talk to everybody on Monday. You've been
1: listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Mason and at DRStew32.